everybody and welcome to today's message. My name's Phil Strong and it's a privilege to uh, share with you today what, uh, what I've been journeying through. And uh, I want to welcome you first and foremost to our Easter series called Look to Jesus. We've prepared this short series to uh, look at the cross, to look at the empty tomb and then ultimately to focus our attention on Jesus. And so this is the first message and it's really awesome to be part of it. What I'd love to speak about at the beginning is our preparation. And, you know, I was thinking about uh, different types of preparation and some that I do well and some that I don't do well. So two different examples. I remember preparing for our wedding uh, over 25 years ago and uh, Kathy and I were are actually really diligent in how we prepared for our wedding. We were uh, working really hard to prepare to save money for the wedding uh, and our, our, our honeymoon. We were preparing ourselves. We were getting ourselves ready to be to join together. We were um, in the church, uh, getting discipled, uh, asking others to help us with wisdom and insight and helping us to, to sort of really get ready for the wedding. The marriage celebration, because actually you, you all know this, that the, the wedding day is just the beginning of the future. And uh, that's a joyous day, but then the hard work starts the next day, doesn't it? And so the amount of preparation that we did was really what helped us to move into our married life together. And uh, whilst it wasn't perfect, it wasn't easy, certainly we were readying ourselves for our life together. And I, I think we did okay with that. And in some ways, we're still on that journey 25 years later. But I can tell you one thing that I don't do well, and, and that's preparing for holiday. Uh, you know, I've learned over time that it's really important to take time out, to block time out, to refresh, to rest, to have fun, to, to go on adventures uh, with my family. But the thing that I suck at is preparing myself for that holiday. So look, the plans are done, the tickets are booked, uh, the itineraries managed, uh, destinations and, and things are all underway. But what happens is I work like crazy up until the moment that I go on holiday on, and I leave uh, because I've got to get as much done as I can for that time that I'm away. And what I've, <laughs> I'm such a slow learner, what I've discovered is that that intensity in preparing myself to have a break actually sets me up for a horrible start to my holiday. And uh, as in, even as I'm thinking this, I'm like, oh my goodness, because what I've got to do is I've got to prepare myself by winding down so that my holiday is good. And so, <laughs> look, there's two honest examples of preparation that can go well and preparation that doesn't always go well. And the reason I tell you that is this, the preparation of our hearts is essential for us to prepare ourselves to receive Jesus. And at this time of Easter, we're looking to Jesus. And so what I would say to you is the preparation of your heart is essential as we come into the season. And that's really what this series is about. There are many examples that we could use around the preparation of our hearts for Jesus. And, and for some of you, you will be very aware with the principle or the discipline of Lent. Lent is a period of time where you choose to enter into a denial, a denial of something of the flesh, something that satisfies you, something that uh, you enjoy, that brings you pleasure, or um, for some of you, it might just be an essential uh, part of your life. And you choose to forego it in a period of Lent. You forsake the need of the flesh in order to prepare your heart and your spirit for the coming remembrance of Jesus at Easter. It's a discipline that many, many people follow. 
I would say to you that the Jewish people had a, an attitude or a discipline of preparation as they came to prepare for the, the feasts, the, the, you know, the feasts that they celebrated uh, in the time of Jesus. You know, we read in the scriptures that they, they had um, Palm Sunday is remembered because they had the, the celebration of receiving Jesus as the king into Jerusalem and they waved palm branches and they, they cried, Hosanna, Hosanna to the king. And they were preparing to receive Jesus. Uh, and albeit they kind of didn't quite have the picture right, but they could see him as the promised Messiah. And you can read about that in Matthew 21 or Mark 11 or Luke 19 or John chapter 12. This discipline was established in them through tradition. And uh, all through scriptures, we can see that the people of God have prepared their hearts for what God wanted to, to do. And, and so there's a very explicit instructions and how they would prepare their homes for the Passover feast that they would celebrate. And they would clean out all the leaven out of their home and they would prepare the meals and there would be a, a seven day process that they had because God had instructed them on the essential discipline of preparing themselves for celebration with God. And so this is why I'm urging you to consider preparing your heart for the coming celebration of Easter. The good news of scripture tells us that we are each invited into the sharing, the fellowship, the, the coming together of life with Jesus. And, and Jesus himself says that we would be invited into this abundant life. Um, and, and the Greek word there is zoe, and it means this extravagant life, this this fullness of life, the, the all that um, heaven has provided for us, we have access to through Jesus. This is abundant life, right? And, 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 and I kind of call it, you know, this is a colloquial phrase I have, is, is our best life is that life with Jesus, the best life we could hope for. Um, so we're invited into that, but we must prepare ourselves for that. And that's where I get to this first message in the series, which is called Look to the Cross. Because in essence, for us to prepare ourselves for the abundance that we have through Jesus Christ, we first must experience the cross of Jesus Christ. And I want to take you on a journey. I've just got three simple thoughts for you today that I want to share with you as we look to the cross. So come on, let's look to the cross together. I'm really excited to share with you today uh, a new resource that we have prepared for you. Uh, this is a paper version of a digital booklet that you can have access to. So why don't you pause the video right now and look at the description on YouTube and there's a link you can click that's going to take you to our website and you're going to have this digital book with the notes that have got the references for today's message. And I've designed this as a really simple resource that you can walk through with me today or you could in fact walk through it with someone else at another time. It might be that you invite someone over for a cup of tea and you just want to share about the transformation in your life uh, or someone, your neighbor might ask you, why are you celebrating Easter? What's it all about for you? What does your religion say? Well, this is a resource that you could use. So, so the way that I do this at home is often I'm watching these messages on my TV uh, through like Apple TV or through Chromecasting. Uh, so I'm watching it on the big screen. You might be watching this on a laptop. Uh, you may be listening to this in your AirPods. But I would then grab my phone and I would get onto YouTube and I'd find that link and I'd open up the booklet on my phone. 
so that I can follow along, I can watch the video, and I can see the book. Uh, so look, that might require multitasking, and that might be a little bit beyond some of you. No uh, disrespect intended, but um, the resource is there for you, and I'd love for you to grab it, because I'm gonna be following it along right now. schedule of uh, these three messages, look to Jesus, beginning with look to the cross, we really felt that we needed to go on a journey uh, in the same way Jesus did and want you to see that through the scriptures over the next few weeks. So this first message, look to the cross, my first key point that I want you to understand is that every single one of us, every person in all of creation needs to see Jesus through his cross. You cannot access Jesus apart from the cross. If it wasn't for the cross, no one would be able to have, except for those people that lived with him 2,000 years ago, no one would be able to have a relationship with Jesus. So, so now, for today, for every single one of us, what we've got to understand is the power of the message of the cross, and we've got to look to Jesus through his cross. And so my first thing that I want to do today is I want to take you through this and, and I want to have a look at this book and I want to look to Jesus through his cross. So let's turn the page and the first page there, uh, it says his cross. So this is the first part of the message, his cross. And you'll see there four key points. Firstly, it was always God's plan to take Jesus to the cross. Always. And I want to read to you today from the scriptures that you see on the screen there. And that's Isaiah 53 verses 10 to 12. Let's turn to those scriptures now. Isaiah 53 verse 10 says, But it was the Lord's good plan to crush him and cause him grief. Yet when his life is made an offering for sin, he will have many descendants. He will enjoy a long life and the Lord's good plan will prosper in his hand. When he sees all that is accomplished by his anguish, he will be satisfied. And because of his experience, my righteous servant will make it possible for many to be counted righteous, for he will bear all their sins. I will give him the honors of a victorious soldier because he exposed himself to death. He was counted among the rebels. He bore the sins of many and he interceded for rebels." Friends, this shows us just one of the countless prophetic messages in the scriptures that predicted the suffering and the death and the resurrection of Jesus. It was always God's plan. We'll also see that it was the plan of God that the suffering would become the gateway through which um, we would access righteousness. And so if we want to turn to the scriptures, have a look. It's there in the booklet, 1 Peter chapter 2 and verse 21. Peter is writing to us the church and we're called by God to do good in this world, to live for Christ. And, and there's a key here for us in how that looks for us. And it says, uh, Peter writes, even if it means suffering. So doing good doesn't always go well. Uh, and that's, that's, the, that's the Christian journey because God knows through our suffering, we're refined. The pressure creates the, the, the good fruit in us. Um, so um, we've just got to suck it up and, and, and journey it with Jesus. But look at this. Just as Christ suffered for you, he's your example. Just as Christ suffered for you, He's your example. So when we look to Jesus and we look to his cross, we understand it was always God's plan, but that God's plan involves suffering in order that that would be the gateway through which we would access 
righteousness, which means right standing before God. So we have to embrace the cross of Christ as part of our process to become righteous, right standing before God. We also see in the scriptures, if you just turn the page back in your Bible, 1 Peter chapter 1, that Jesus Christ is the perfect Lamb of God who comes to take away the sin of the world. That God would require Jesus to be a perfect sacrifice. This is modeled in the Passover story in Exodus where God says, take a firstborn lamb, a perfect lamb, keep it with you. And then on the day of Passover, it would have its blood shed. Jesus Christ himself pays that price. But we can only see that when we see Jesus in his death on the cross, that his blood was indeed shed for us. And finally, the key thing that I, I really wanted to share with you is in fact that God loved us even whilst we were sinners. And this is a message of hope for some of you who think you have to be good enough before you can even enter a church. And I would say to you that's not true. So let's now turn to Romans chapter 5. In the booklet there, you'll see it refers to Romans chapter 5, verse 1 to 11. It's a great passage, and I encourage you shortly to pause the video and to read that together. But what I just want to point to right now is verse 8. God showed his great love to us by sending Christ to die for us while we were still sinners. And we have been made right in God's sight by the blood of Christ. He will certainly save us from God's condemnation. Friends, whilst we were not perfect, Jesus came to help redeem us and make us perfect. And I want to speak that out across your life. If you're feeling like you're not worthy of God's love, God says, I loved you from the beginning and Jesus makes a way for you to come before me. He's done it all for you. So this is what we must do. We must see Jesus through his cross. We must look through the filter of the cross in order to see Jesus. And this is the way God's designed for us to live. I put a saying in the booklet for you to guide you, to help you to understand how this works. And that is that revelation always flows toward humility. It's not those that know the most that get the revelation. It's those that know the least, that admit they know the least, that come before God in humility. And so you can see there the best and most easiest way to pray is Jesus, help me to see. Jesus, help me to see. So what I want you to do is I want you to pause the video now and I want you to have a time together where you would ask Jesus to help you to see his truth. Because what we're going to look at shortly is God's perfect plan for you. Uh, but we can't see that unless we get the revelation of Jesus. So pause the video, have a time together where you just say, come on, Jesus, we invite you to help us to see your truth. Today is about the joy of Jesus. And so you can turn the booklet to that page right now and you'll see on the page a reference to Hebrews chapter 12 and verse 2. And I want to read that to you now. We should look to Jesus, the founder and perfecter of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, and is now seated at the right hand of the throne of of God. What's my point? Because of the joy Jesus endured the cross. We've looked at the cross. Now I want you to understand that he did it in great joy. And a short version of the story is what is that joy? That joy is you. 
that joy is you. If you look to the booklet, you will see that Jesus is the only way that we can access God. You will see that it was always his intention to go to the cross because he knew that the cross was necessary for us to be received by God. I want you to look at those things on the screen now. And finally, I want you to see that Jesus paid the price, which is the cross, in order to get the prize, which is us. And that's an important principle. You've got to pay the price in order to get the prize. Jesus had to pay the price in order to get the prize. Jesus went to the cross because he knew it would open a way for us to have access to God. And it's going to become important for us in a minute. For those of you that haven't heard the Easter story many times, uh, the Bible is full of so many different perspectives that help us to see this truth, which is why it's important we ask Jesus to help us to see. In Paul's uh, letter to the church in Ephesus, it's called the book of Ephesians, he unpacks the revealing of this mystery of Jesus from the beginning of time. And I just want to reference Ephesians chapter 3, verses 9 to 12. Paul says, I was chosen to reveal this mysterious plan that God, the creator of all things, had kept secret from the beginning. But what he's saying is it was always God's plan, but it wasn't always understood. And then he says this, God's purpose in all of this was to use the church, God's people, to display his wisdom in its rich variety to all the unseen rulers and the authorities in heavenly places. That means you and I are chosen to be the demonstration of Jesus in this battle of spirit, uh, dark against light. This was God's eternal plan. It's always been God's plan, which he carried out through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Jesus is the solution. Because of Christ and our faith in Christ, we can now come boldly and confidently into God's presence. Friends, this was the joy of Jesus, that he endured the cross because of you. And I want you to receive that today, that revelation that Jesus did it willingly. Jesus did it because it was joy at the other end of the pain, at the other end of the suffering, at the other end of his death. You were waiting for him. And now I want to take a bridge across to the final point. We see in the first point that uh, we must see Jesus through his cross, that the power of that cross and the revelation of that cross is what brings us to an understanding of fully what Jesus did. We also understand that um, humility leads us to revelation and so that, that the joy that Jesus has was what enabled him to bear the pain and the suffering of the cross. And the bridge that we cross now I've called God's perfect plan. And I want to point you to Ephesians chapter 1. And I want you to understand that it was always God's plan because he always desired to bring you into a relationship with himself. God always wanted that. He always desired that. He always had the plan for it. And he acted that plan out through Jesus Christ coming to earth as our Savior. God did not forget about you. God has never forgotten about you. God has not abandoned you. God has not forsaken you. And God has not caused your suffering. But God wants to use your journey as the pathway that you would navigate to find yourself in relationship with God because that was always his best plan for you. Now we need to look at our third point which I want to present to you in the booklet. This, this final point that we land on by crossing the bridge of God's perfect plan is this. His cross allows us to pick up our cross. 
The cross of Jesus Christ and his suffering and his death for us enables us to have the same process. Now, you might be confused. You might be saying, well, why do I need a cross if Jesus Christ has a cross? This is God's plan. This is what he wanted to lead us into. Just in the same way that Jesus Christ paid the price in order to get the prize, we too must pay the price in order to get the prize of relationship with him. Let's turn the page now to that booklet that helps us to understand that it's our cross that takes us on this journey. This is such an important battle in our lives. This is the battle in our lives that requires us to lose in order that we would win. And you can see in the booklet there the scripture from Luke chapter 9. Jesus himself says to all of us, If anyone desires to come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross daily and follow me. For whoever desires to save his life will lose it. But whoever loses his life for my sake will save it. For what profit is it to a man if he gains the whole world and is himself destroyed or lost? Friends, we need to understand that the cross of Jesus Christ is our example. Jesus has an invitation for us that we would pick up our cross in our lives. We have been born into a a life of destruction because that's the human nature. We must become redeemed from that through the sacrifice of Jesus. And in doing so, we're choosing a life ourselves where we pick up our cross. Paul explains this uh, and the motivation behind this in Romans chapter 6. He says, look, you were once slaves to sin. It means that you did what your flesh wanted. You did what you thought was best for you. But you have been set free from that, says Paul. You have been redeemed from that and you've become a a slave to righteousness, meaning that you want to do everything possible that you can in order to live a righteous life. Now, what that means is death to the old way in order that you could pick up the new way. It means we've got to pick up our cross. And I don't don't think that matters how long you've been... uh, aware of Jesus. I don't think you know, it matters a difference whether you're not yet uh, a Christian, not in relationship with Jesus, or whether you've been a Christian all your life. Jesus says in Luke chapter 9, you've got to pick up your cross daily. So I'm building toward an opportunity for you to understand what that cross is for you right now. This is, this is the moment. This is the come to Jesus moment for you right now. This is where you have to uh, get before him and understand what is the cross that you're requiring me to pick up? What is it that needs to come to death in my life? What is it that I need to put back on the altar that it no longer controls me? And there's an opportunity for you now to share with someone that you're watching this video with. If you're you're by yourself, reach out to a friend and say, hey, can we meet? Can we chat? Can we get together for a walk? I'd love to speak with you about this. Because I believe God wants to do his work to prepare our hearts in order to receive something great that he has for us in this season. What is it that is your cross in your life? For many of you, it will look like um, the death of control. You know, we're human by nature and by design. That means that we love to be in control of our lives. We love to pray and ask God to bless our plans. We love God to pray and do things that we want him to do. But we're not so willing to take our hands off the steering wheel and say, God, you're in control. And uh, I believe that's a big issue in the church right now because we're, we're saying, God, we want our life to come back to normal. And God's saying, no, I've got a new normal for you. 
I've got a new way for you to see life. I've got a new way for you to walk with me. I've got a new level of relationship that I'd love to lift you to if only you would stop trying to control your life in the way that you've become accustomed to it. Come on, let's be honest. Let's be real. What is God wanting you to put on the altar? What does the cross represent in your life? What's the death that needs to come to your flesh, your desires, your motives, your paradigms, your preference, your way of thinking, your belief? Come on, Jesus wants to do something in the church. Jesus wants to do something in your life. You'll see in the booklet, I've I've chosen to use a phrase which might be a little uh, confronting. And uh, I would say to you that the the cross represents the death of self idolization Uh, In the the human world, we want quick, we want fast, we want instant, and we want it to happen our way. And I've I've, I've chosen to use that word uh, really to to bring about a little bit of a, a a confrontation in us, that what is it that I've established that makes my life the most important thing to me, that I would be idolized and worshiped in my life. I want to be the hero of my story. And um, I'm, I'm, I'm going on that journey. I'm, I'm like, okay, God, what do I need to do to make sure I'm not the hero of my story? And God's uh, taking me through a crushing process. God's taking me through a pruning process. God's taking me through um, a journey where I, I understand that my plans really are futile uh, in the hands of man that only through the hand of God may things be established. Um, the, way, the way things are happening for me in, in church life, the way things are, are happening for me in my personal world, God is saying, I'm, I'm, I want to unpack things, I want to pull some things down in order to re-establish some things. And um, look, if you want to chat about that, I'd be happy to do that over a cup of tea or a cup of coffee with you. But what I'm, what I'm saying to you is God is call, calling me to bring to death some of those things that I've created an idol out of. And it's painful, man, it's painful. But I'm sharing that with you to invite you into that journey for yourself, that you would come before God. You would say, Lord, I'm willing to pick up my cross. I'm willing to deny myself every day. I'm willing to to journey with you and, and carry this cross. What does that look like for me? And finally, I would say to you this, the cross of Jesus Christ enables us to pick up our cross. Picking up our cross is in essence what we call salvation. You'll see in the booklet there that through our death we access his eternal life. Our sinful nature is what separates us from God. Our behavior uh, where we put ourselves in the form of an idol at the head of our lives is what separates us from God himself. When we're separated from God we miss out on what I've called our best life, the Zoe life, the abundant life. Jesus came that we would have abundant life and yet it's our sin, it's our flesh, it's our comfort that separates us from that. But our best life comes, abundant life comes when we choose death and through death we obtain the victory of Jesus. You see, through that death is, is, is our best life. It's where we're one with God. Jesus came that we would be one with God, and he's the only way that we can do that. So as I close our time together, I'd point you to the final page on the booklet. Perhaps you're someone that's never, ever entered into a relationship with Jesus. Maybe you would say, I'm far away from God. I'm not good enough for God. I don't know how to find God. Well, quite simply, friends, a Christian is someone who has said, I believe in Jesus. I confess that Jesus is the Son of God who came to die for me because I was a sinner. But because of Jesus, I can become a son or a daughter of God. 
On the final page of this booklet, I prepared for you just a very, very simple prayer that you could read out, that you could say, I choose to follow Jesus. I choose today to give my life to Jesus. I want to become a son or daughter of God. And look, if you're doing that for the first time, if you're not sure how to do that, you want some help, reach out to us. There's instructions on the back page of the booklet. You can message us through the social. You can email us. You can contact us however you can. We will journey with you because it's our desire to walk with you, to support you, to point you to and to lead you to a relationship with Jesus where he becomes your best friend, where he becomes your savior, where he becomes the one that leads you into your best life. I'd love to pray for you. Almighty God, I thank you for this message of the cross of Jesus Christ that shows us it was always your plan that we would come into relationship with you. I thank you for the the message of the joy of Jesus, that Jesus chose to suffer because it was the way that he could be connected with us, that that was his joy. We are his prize. I thank you for that revelation today. And God, I ask for the strength for each one of us to pick up our cross every day, that we would choose to say death to life and comfort, death to our self-idolization, death to our priorities, and that we would pick up your priorities. Jesus, would you help us with that? Lord, for every single one that might be listening to this who has never ever prayed this prayer before, we pray this prayer together. Jesus, come into our lives, be our savior, be our friend. We acknowledge that we are sinners before God that can only be saved by Jesus. We confess Jesus is the Son of God who died, who rose again in order that we might be saved. So today we confess Jesus Christ as our Savior. And we invite Jesus to be our Lord of our lives, that we would walk with God forever and live with him for eternity. Lord, I bless each one that's hearing this message. May your Holy Spirit be with them to comfort them and to guide them into your truth, into a greater relationship with you. And I declare the blessing of God on them, the Zoe life of Jesus Christ to be theirs by inheritance and faith. I bless them in Jesus' precious name. Amen.